Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Ross Wynn from podcastinsights.com. And if you want to learn how to connect with world-class people, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm chatting with Ross Wynn. Ross is the founder of Podcast Insights, which is the largest podcast education website with over 1 million page views every single month. And he also helps run an equine therapy nonprofit serving first responders and veterans. Guys, it's going to be a great conversation. Ross is uh, obviously the king of online traffic and uh, optimizing your blog content for organic search and getting lots of, uh, of page visitors. And he's turned it into a very profitable business. So I'm excited to jump into this conversation with Ross. And plus, it happens to be in the podcasting space, which is a space that I'm obviously involved in. So it's going to be a really great conversation. But first, really quickly, before we do dive into that, if you're listening right now and you are a seven-figure entrepreneur and you know that starting a podcast is something that would benefit your business, but you're just not sure exactly how to get it started, then head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. There's a quick application there because something that my agency does is we help people with done for you podcasting services so that if you want to start a show, but you don't want to do all the tech stuff, you just want to show up, record on a microphone, and then that's it. 
then this is exactly who we built this for. So travischapel.com slash make my podcast, which is a quick application. We'll jump on a phone call to see if we'd be a good fit to build out a show for you. So you can focus on the things that you're really good at and we can focus on the things that we're really good at, which is building world-class podcasts. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. Ross, what's up, my man? Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Hey, Travis. Thanks. Happy to, happy to be on. So let's, uh, let's dig in here, man. Build some context. I always find the journey interesting because of the way the people end up. And I'm curious how they got there. I doubt that there was a time in your high school career where your career counselor was like, hey, man, you should start a blog about uh, podcasting and uh, turn that into a million page views a month and uh, monetize it really well. Since I doubt that happened, I'm curious as to how you ended up on this journey, how you ended up on this path. So let's start back in the day, though. Start 12, 13-year-old Ross. What were you up to back then? Family life, culture, how did you grow up? I actually grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. So oh, cool. I don't know if that plays into it at all. But uh, no, actually, I had a, a story I was kind of thinking about where back in high school, maybe it was 2002 or so, I actually, somehow I came across, you could buy cigarettes online as a, in like a carton. Mm-hmm. But the, the taxes are really high in Alaska. So I would buy that and then sell them individually to people at a discount, but I would still make a profit. So I didn't even smoke back then. I just knew people who, <laughs> who did. And it was like kind of a little side business, but it didn't last long because I was like, I don't, I don't really like the idea of carrying this around. <laughs> yeah, of selling cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. But that's, so so yeah. what was next then? What was after that? So I actually went to school for business marketing. That's when I, I moved out of Anchorage. And there was a, a class where we basically had a Google AdWords account and we went and found a, a local business. And that was kind of the one thing where I, I don't know, found some interest. So I don't know, kind of fast forwarding a few years quickly, but I got a job doing AdWords management at an agency and then ended up taking over SEO and email marketing, kind of the whole marketing stack for, for a nationwide franchise. So just kind of yeah, learned sure. everything sort of on the job. So it definitely seems like there was an interest early on in something that you kind of just pulled on the string a little bit more and found out that there was continued interest there. Do you have any advice for anybody who might be, you know, kind of a similar situation, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, not exactly sure where they want to end up? Do you have any advice for them on how they can kind of find their path? Because it sounds like that's exactly what you did. Yeah. So actually another kind of thing I did just to get started around the AdWords thing was there's a nonprofit program. So I was able to sort of pitch people free ad management in order just to get myself experience. So I don't know if that would apply to someone where, you know, you might not want to do this for, for a long time, but just be willing to work for free to get that, you know, get those first clients and get testimonials from people, yeah. show that you do good work. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a really great insight, man. I, I think some kids now are being pressured by whoever, you know, culture, family, society, parents, whatever, into prioritizing earning in their when they first graduate high school or college rather than learning. And I think that that is kind of a detriment to some kids because they'll pursue a different path because they can see that it has a salary or benefits or something like that when it's something that they don't really have any interest in doing versus doing something like what you said that you just did, like versus jumping into a new career, a new venture, a new industry, and then doing a bunch of free work and not prioritizing the earning, but rather prioritizing the learning. And for you, even more specifically, prioritizing getting results for people first and doing that for free and being willing to do that for free to figure everything out so that you can have some client testimonials to then go back and start you know, charging people and stuff. So this episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Tell me a little bit about how you started transitioning away from that and then started doing your own type of thing. Yeah. So when I was working for, for the agency, there was actually, somehow I found a mastermind and it wasn't focused around anything, just kind of people wanting to start businesses kind of early. Real quick too, sorry to cut in. What time frame is this? Like how old are you? What year is that? Maybe five, five years ago. I started the website about three. First article was, was March, 2017. So okay. yeah, about five years ago. Cool. Yeah. There was a, a mastermind and they kind of pushed me to create a podcast. And at the time I was going through Ramit Sethi is a zero to launch course. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what really pushed me to create kind of an online asset, if you will. Yeah. And so I was trying to create a, uh, a website all about online marketing and advertising, but I didn't realize quite how competitive it was at the time. Yeah, sure. And I wasn't quite as good at SEO and didn't have quite as much experience. So that was the first podcast that I started was around just critiquing ads and things like that. But then, I don't know, fast forward maybe a year, I had a, a coworker who asked me, how to start a podcast. So I just started doing research and there was maybe one good website out there and kind of gave me the idea to just create my own. And you hadn't even started your own podcast at that point, right? Right, right. So you were just creating online content for SEO and for Google ad campaigns and stuff like that. And then somebody was just like, hey man, how do you start a podcast? And instead of you saying, I don't know, go figure it out, you decided to go look at it see how you could help out and then um, found a need, found there weren't a ton of sites competing in the space like there was in just regular marketing or SEO or anything like that. So just kind of jumped in. And what I also find interesting about that is that you were not the expert at the time that you decided that that was going to be the site that you started to create, right? You had not started a podcast before you even thought about the fact that you were going to be doing a blog all about how to podcast, right? What was the initial strategy? What was the plan from the beginning? Specifically, he asked how to start like a four-person podcast. So that's what I was researching. And 
that was kind of the starting point. I just created a guide on how to create or what equipment you needed because I don't know, several years ago, it wasn't quite as easy as it is now. Sure. So you sure. needed to get mixers and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I don't know, I just did a ton of research and put together a guide on how to start, whether you had two, three, four people and kind of realized that it took off and just kept adding to it as I... So that post ended up, ended up just doing really well? Still does, yeah. <laughs> really? Got it, got it. So that was when you were like, okay, there's obviously something here. There's there's a need for more content around how to podcast better in these different niche articles and things like that. So what was the next step then? If that one performed really well, like were you still doing the other aspects of the business and the SEO and the Google and all that kind of stuff at that point? And at what point did you decide that there's enough here where you could kind of attack it on a full-time basis? Yeah, so I was probably about six months and I actually got laid off from my job and, but I had been creating articles, I don't know, maybe once, once a week and starting to build that blog and business. So by the time I got laid off, I sort of had a good, a good base. Yeah. So I guess that might be another tip is, is kind of get started before you, you think you need it. Right. What would you define as a good base for a blog? Is this like, are you talking good base, like revenue or traffic or a combination of both? Yeah. I was thinking more like income replacement. Okay. I wasn't quite at that level when I got laid off. It took another six months, maybe. Yeah. And, and you're purely monetizing through ads? Through affiliate marketing. So okay, got it. I promote a lot of products to, to Amazon, you know, microphones and boom stands and stuff like that. And, uh, but a lot of podcasting services, you know, hosting companies and, you know, there's services to help record remote podcasts, which actually is really popular right now. So yeah, sure. stuff like that. Got it. So at what point along the way did you decide that this was going to be the next couple years of your life? Because this is obviously something now that you've been doing for a few years and have taken loads of hours into creating these really, really helpful blog pieces. Like I said before, uh, we hit the record button, man. Like the reason that you and I are connected is because I was a big fan of your blog and I've read a ton of your stuff and it's helped me with my own client work and my own podcasting research and different things like that. And it's uh, to me the clear winner when it comes to a site that's dedicated purely to podcasting content because you do such a great job at putting together these blog posts. When did you decide that this was going to be, you know, a long-term project rather than just something that was allowing you to make some money, you know, in between jobs or whatever? Yeah. Well, first of all, I appreciate you you saying that. I do a ton of research. So it's always good to always good to hear. Basically, when I got when I got laid off, that was sort of like my decision point. I feel like we might be similar and that we don't really like to answer to authority and kind of do our own thing. So very much so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's sort of a blessing in disguise. I wasn't exactly thrilled to be working for other people. And I think I just knew I needed to make it work. Right. I basically ended the year and there was some other kind of crazy things. I had a, there's a hail storm that happened like a few weeks before I got laid off. And so my car was totaled, which wasn't a big deal, but it meant that I had, I don't know, an extra $5,000 to make it basically. So mm, nice. Just kind nice. of a lot of signs. Yeah, sure. Sure. Pointing you in the right direction. That's for sure. So let's talk blogging for a second, man, because this is something that I think a lot of people aren't utilizing, including myself to the, the fullest extent of the power that it has, especially with search traffic. Talk to me about where you get the idea for a blog post. Like how do you know it's something that's relevant for people that people are searching for? Did things like that? If you have any tools or anything that you use to figure out what's a topic that's relevant. 
And then, you know, how much time do you take to write a blog post? Are, are you going for a specific length or is it just, you know, getting the information out in whatever length matters for that particular piece of information? Just give us a few ideas around, you know, somebody listening right now that maybe just wants to go out and start creating more content like that in hopes of increasing their organic search traffic. Yeah, definitely. So I use Ahrefs like every day okay. and it's a great tool to either search for maybe you have an idea for a topic or a keyword or something. You can just plug it in and it'll give you ideas and then also what's ranking already. And so you can kind of take a look at some of those and you have to do some of your own work and combine, you know, maybe pick some pieces from one article and some from another and kind of make it make it your own. And then at the same time, you can also use Ahrefs to look at competitors and see which pages there's a ranking and kind of do a analysis between your own site or if you don't have a site yet, their, you know, their website might be a ton of ideas. Yeah. And I usually try to shoot, it's never exact as far as length, but I, I don't want an article to be under maybe a thousand words, okay. but it really just needs to fully answer the topic or question and, and then some usually maybe have frequently asked questions or something kind of to expand and really cover, cover the topic and of completeness, I guess. Yeah. What are one or two of the main factors in a piece of blog content that performs really well? Is it coming down to the quality of the content? Is it come down to the keywords? Does it come down to, you know, the, the headline or there's a couple of things that you could give to people that are listening that would just instantly increase their blog traffic or make their piece that much better what would be the first couple of things that you would go in and start tweaking? Yeah, no, I think it's kind of a debate in the in the SEO world as far as keywords, but I definitely want to include them early on and also try to include synonyms or similar words, you know, things that would make sense, but it wouldn't read like I'm trying to like put in a bunch of different keywords at yeah. all. At this point, I don't even think about it. I just write and I might go back and change one word to add a synonym instead of the one I used, but got it. Um, so keyword yeah, as far as, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I do look at you know other other articles and competing articles. Maybe a YouTube video. You can use other yeah. other sources too. Yeah, sure. What about things like? Do you notice that a certain type of content performs better, like you know an infographic or a list of things? Are there different types of content pieces that you stick to for the purpose of growth or getting extra traffic, even if they're not the pieces that you like enjoy writing the most? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. And there's it depends because you know every article might has a different goal. So some might be just to get a lot of traffic and they might be monetized with ads and they don't really serve any other purpose. Yeah. And then some are going to be like how-to type articles. And I actually find those to work really well as far as revenue and like affiliate promotions because you use a product as one step of the entire process. Mm. And it just kind of naturally fits it, in. Can you explain a little bit further what you mean by that? Or give us an example maybe of, of a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So like I have a guide on how to start a podcast, you know, explains all the steps. And maybe you need hosting. And I recommend Buzzsprout as a hosting company for that. And That's then you get right. down to like recording equipment. And I recommend a microphone. And then you get down to the software to record remotely. And it might be... Squadcast or Zoom or something. So got it. Got it. So you're you're giving the information and then just linking to the other tools that could be helpful in applying the information that you're giving away for free, essentially. Exactly. And I find those work well because there's not options. List yeah. posts do work really well and they they are a big part of my website, but they might not 
convert to certain companies as well because there's there's choice. What about like educational programs and like affiliate deals that might bring in a larger, you know, obviously because some of these things like a podcast hosting deal, you know, what do you admit? Three bucks or something like that to get somebody to sign up for a host. Do you work with programs or info products or do you recommend working with them or not working with them for any type of reason? Yeah, I do, but I only... Well, for the most part, only promote them through email because I can speak a lot more to them and you already have kind of an engaged audience. Sure. And when you're trying to sell something that might be three, four thousand dollars or something, you know, you really need to kind of have that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and do a lot more selling too. So what are some I, ways that you can engage your content on either the site or the uh, podcast or your social or whatever? What are some ways that you've found have been the best ways to grow your email list through using your blog traffic? Yeah. So I try to align the opt-ins to the post or to the category. So like I have a, a free email series that teaches people how to start a podcast as well. And so on the how to start a podcast post, they can sign up for that to get kind of a drip fed course. But maybe on, on an equipment page, I'll link to something about a podcast starter kit, for instance. Gotcha. About how much time do you think you spend in research and just the content portion of what you do? I know there's a lot of other aspects there, but I'm talking like just research and writing good epic blog content. Yeah, that's that's probably 80% of it. I mean, really? Like there's a lot of, yeah, as the site's grown, there's a lot of relationship stuff and, you know, people asking for updates and things like that. But research is, and even even just the writing portion, research is probably half of that or more. It's really just like writing a research paper every time you're putting a blog post together. Yep, definitely. And finding different sources and, you know, looking at the manufacturer, if it's a product, you know, looking at their website and finding reviews and yeah. Kind of going deep. Yeah. Do you recommend a certain release schedule or anything like that? Or just, just you know, put out as much as you can? Or are, are you shooting for, hey, we're trying to do one a week. If we can do more than that, great. But we're, we're really shooting for that one a week mark. Do you have any, any thoughts on that? For written content, like at least for my site, I don't, I don't think it matters. I mean, more is obviously better because you're going to reach more people. But for a while, I was releasing a post every month. And, mm. you know, you still grow. Your older posts might start doing better. And yeah. Google doesn't care about your your release schedule. So that might be a myth that's out there. But Got it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about relationships, man. I know this is, this is Build Your Network. We talk about you know, relationships, connections, and, and how those things kind of help you in your career form ideas and form even partnerships and can lead to increased revenue, increased traffic, increased sales, and everything all the above. So this is the question that I've asked every guest that's ever come on the show. Uh, and I'm curious to hear what have to say about it with the past experience that you've had. Who you know or what you know, Ross, which of those two do you think is more important and why? I would probably say a little bit of both. I mean, I, uh, at least to get started, I think for me personally, I think it was more about what I knew and could research. But as I grew, I really think that who I knew and, and kind of the relationships I made were really what kind of took it to the next level. And that's kind of kind of the way that I put it to people. It's like the what is always important, right? You have to be at least competent at what you do, which you were. You focused on learning marketing, you focused on learning SEO, focused on learning what performs well with organic search. And then you found a space that had a completely wide open world for you to kind of play in, which was the, the podcasting world. And then you kind of jumped in there and just started getting to work. And then the relationships is what kind of allowed you to move on to the next level. Is that, would that be a good assessment? 
Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit about how some of the relationships that you've had in your life now over the last couple of years have maybe led to something that you didn't think that it would lead to when you first started. You know what I'm saying? So like maybe a relationship with somebody that led to another relationship with somebody or a relationship with somebody that led to a, a ton of traffic or large conversions or a good month of revenue or whatever it might be. Do you have any stories like that? Just one of my affiliate partners actually gave me a ticket to traffic and conversion one time and it's not something I ever would have done. So just, you know, opportunities can lead to other ones. And I don't know if I have any other great, great examples. I feel like, you know, once you're in a, uh, a niche or industry, everyone kind of knows each other. So yeah. I just think it's important to continue you know, to cultivate. Those. I mean, you just told me before we hit record that you're doing a webinar with Pat Flynn all about podcasting and stuff like that. And he would be somebody that would be really, really well respected in the podcasting space that's started doing this like what, 2011 or 2010 or something like that when he started podcasting, you know, did had his blog before that and then started podcasting after that. And then for you to be able to jump onto somebody's radar like that within just a couple of years of having your site out there, man, I mean, to just congrats to you on all the success that you have had you will continue to have. Is there anything that we can do to support you a little bit more? Anything that we can do to help you out, push you forward at all? Not really. I was actually just, I read your uh, your bio and saw you were connected with John Lee Dumas too. Yeah. That's another partner that I have too. And actually met him at a podcast conference, podcast movement. Oh, cool. Maybe two years ago. So the one yeah, lots of- Cool, cool. Yeah. I was really, really bummed when they canceled podcast movement. I mean, everybody's canceling everything this year, but uh, podcast movement was a big one just because everybody always goes out there. And it's always a good time. I'm looking forward to getting back out to the next one whenever people are okay with going to events again. And I'm sure we will be able to hang out there, my man. Let's go ahead and move on to the last segment. Something I like to call the random round. Just a few quick random questions, quick random answers. You ready? Yep. Go for it. All right. What profession other than your own, do you think that it would be fun to attempt? Rodeo cowboy. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and chat for an hour, who would it be? I'm just going to say Pat, Pat Flynn. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, videos? I listen to a ton of podcasts. That's probably the main way. What's one of your favorites? The Authority Hacker podcast is uh, one I've been listening to a lot, kind of SEO stuff. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Um, so I have a few horses. So usually I uh, get up and go feed them and let them out and then... Uh, nice have some breakfast and make it to my little office around nine or so. Nothing, nothing too structured. What is something that you are just not very good at? I'd say public speaking is probably, probably up there. Up at the top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> what is your go-to pump up song, Ross? Oof, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, too many options, man. It's too many <laughs> options. I just yeah. listen to podcasts now. <laughs> oh, is that, is that the majority of your uh, audio consumption then became podcasts yeah. rather than music? Lately, lately, yeah. As we get everything wrapped up here, man, what is one place online where our listeners can go to connect with you the most? Uh, Podcast Insights is a perfect place. Perfect. So head over to podcastinsights.com. If you are at all around or in the podcasting industry, or if you have a podcast and you haven't looked at podcastinsights.com yet, please go check it out. There are so many helpful tools and articles. And uh, you just heard it from Ross. He spends so much time researching and putting together the best possible resources that he can. Uh, so please head over to podcastinsights.com. Check out some of the information that he's putting up over there. I'm sure you will not be disappointed. Ross, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. Had a fantastic time chatting with you. Yeah, thanks, Travis. This is great. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle 
Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.